0: This is AfterBuzz TV for Glee. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Glee news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, How it's After One we
2: Hey, Rob. Hello, <laughs> fellow Gleeks. I'm Roxy Stryer, along with magnificent host, Billy Nellis. Yes. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. And Mia Smith. Hello. Hello, and in the booth, we have the fabulous DJ Jesse Janity. <laughs> who picked this incredible song to play. Oh, my God. Did you know this was my favorite, Jess?
3: I actually did. <laughs> oh, no, I did. You just love me so much, don't you? I do.
2: Okay, so we actually got a couple good songs this episode, too, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. O- overall, what are we thinking about the music selections? We had um, five different songs this episode, but the first one didn't play until 17 minutes in. Right. Um, and then the last three were very close together. Yeah. So yeah. W- what do we think about them? Uh, just to remind everybody we started off with the uh, the um it's not always being, <laughs> green, easy being green. Easy being green, which Kermit the Frog I, I have to say kind of has a monopoly on that yeah. song yes. and that I wanted it to stick to him. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? It was
1: I think it was cute the way it was used. Mm-hmm. I think I'll always be uh, partial to Kermit, but Me I did too. it was it was clever. It I was think clever. It was a clever song choice um that I enjoyed. But nothing beats Kermit.
2: <laughs> I, I totally agree. And um, so, just starting there for a little bit, talking about the person who sang the song. So we have a new character on the show right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, I can't speak much about it because I didn't watch the Glee um, project. At project. Every time I want to say the Glee club, the Glee <laughs> project. It was a project about Glee. Right. Uh, and he's a winner. Yeah. So I know you did watch Billy. So I you want to speak a little bit about that? Um, um, well,
1: what was so interesting about him, Damian McGinty, who played Rory? Mm-hmm. winning was that throughout you know, the entire season of the Glee Project and Oxygen, ro- Damien was consistently in the bottom. He was always up for elimination every week and the way that the Glee Project was sort of structured mm-hmm. was Ryan Murphy didn't ever see anybody's performances until they were in the bottom and that's when he saw them. Mm-hmm. So Ryan continually kept saving this kid, even though every other judge always put him in the bottom. Like, mm-hmm. nobody else liked him, but Ryan always kept pulling him back and pulling him back and pulling him back and eventually gave him the grand prize. What was it about so,
2: him that Ryan kept saying, like, no, no, I want this kid to keep going?
1: What was weird was it was sort of, like, never really explained Ryan Moore sort of defended why he was getting rid of somebody else. Oh, They never really explained why he was keeping him. He always just found a reason to get rid of the person who he kicked off that week in place of of Damien. Got it. Um, So it wasn't
2: like he was like, this kid is the best and I need him to stay. It was just like there's always somebody a
1: little worse. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it was always really bizarre. And you would think if somebody's consistently failing that they're not that great. So it was very weird to then see him be one of the grand prize winners. Of course, four people won on the Glee Project, which we've seen two of them already, um, with the inclusion of Damien. But we know we're
2: going to keep seeing him for, what you said, seven. He won seven seven episodes,
1: Mm -hmm. so this is one of seven.
2: That's a lot for somebody I'm not feeling so great about right now. I'll be honest, I think that the songs they chose for him are very easy songs to sing. Agreed. Uh, So I can't tell what kind of a singer he is yet. Uh, There's not a lot of range.
1: On the the reality show, he always sort of stuck to because he was, he's obviously from Ireland, and he was sort of like an Irish folk singer. Mm-hmm. He was a part of something called um, Celtic Thunder, which is like a touring production throughout Europe. Mm-hmm. That he was a part of before he came onto the Glee project. He was their youngest member in the ever in in the Celtic Thunder, and they sing a lot of like Lord of the Dance style music. Okay, and so that was his background, and he would always sing um, sort of like nineteen fifties like doo wop music. Like uh-huh. he never really sang anything very current, and I think his voice doesn't lend itself so much to current music, which I think we saw they didn't give him anything current in this episode either.
4: Yeah, nothing
2: current, nothing with much of a risk.
1: Yeah, no,
4: not at all. It was it was very it was very soft. I mean, he he seemed okay. He didn't he didn't excite me. Um, I thought the his first song choice was was cute because it did was very fitting with the whole right. leprechaun Irish thing that was going on, but. I don't know. I felt some sort of way that the first song of the episode was by the new kid, and that it was, and that it wasn't a um, an an attention grabber type song or something that really. You know, right, hit home. I totally see what you're
2: yeah. saying. Uh, before we talk about the rest of the songs that were sung, um, let's kind of stick with this Rory, whose name until five minutes ago, I believe, was Roy, because that was such <laughs> a thick accent, Uh, and about the situation surrounding him. So uh, regardless of his voice, what do we think about the character, this kid who's from Ireland, that everybody from school thinks he's from Mexico, Mexico because clearly they're ignorant or something. Yes. Um and him being a leprechaun in Brittany's mind. Right. I uh, thought
4: it was super cute. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah. was it was nice. It was you know, it was another part of Britney's fantasy world, and I was I was I was in it with her. I just love <laughs> her the most. Right?
2: Every time I see her, it doesn't bother me anymore. Sometimes, at the very very beginning, first season, I was like, oh, her one liners are cute, but this girl, there's no way she's that dumb. Mm-hmm. I don't think of her as dumb anymore. I no. just think she's awesome. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, because I think that they've sort of rounded her, and now you see like when she gets confronted by people who kind of call her stupid. Yes. She sticks up for herself, and she's kind of like, I'm not dumb. Like this is just how I see things, and I that you so like. She's world right and you respect that more than just oh this chick is like really stupid which is how we thought in season one when all she got was one liners right
2: so we see that she gets three wishes from this leprechaun (laughs) Um, the first is to get a bunch of marshmallows uh, and only marshmallows in a lucky charm box my whole life, like, why don't they do that? Why is that not an because option? Because children's of cereal? teeth will
1: fall out. Of I don't their heads. care.
2: I, I don't it. care. I want it. Fine, make it eighteen plus to buy a Lucky Charms <laughs> box of just marshmallows. Who likes the cereal part?
3: Wait, question. Were you that kid? Because I was that kid who would painfully eat through all of the cereal yes. just so first, I just so can, can have a bowl of, a bowl of, marshmallow. of marshmallows.
2: And yes. you sit there and I wonder why am I eating this? Why don't I just throw it away? Like I'm <laughs> stuffed and my stomach hurts. I don't want any of the cereal, but I need to get to the marshmallows. And, and before I can get to the marshmallows, all have to the, eat cereal the cereal has to get gone. Why? Why do we think like that? That's the, the way sugar. I used to be that way with Skittles too. All the green ones had to go first. I hated the green ones, but really? I'd
4: eat them anyway. <laughs> That's
1: it's, a little...
2: it's
4: completely ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. M&Ms but, for me. I had to save the blue ones for last, always. Really? Had to be the blue ones because you like the best. Mm-hmm. They were yes. They, to me, they taste different. I don't know something about the blue ones. So is. why don't you? Why don't we only eat the blue ones? Why don't we only eat the marshmallows? What is it? <laughs> I, I don't know. Humans are weird.
2: But anyway, so she knows what she wants. She's a girl who knows what she wants. Mm-hmm. This is her first wish. He grants it uh, because he thinks if he grants two more, he's going to get to her pot of gold
1: right Uh, Mm -hmm. so
2: then he goes on to grant the second wish which is uh, Lord (laughs) Tubbington pooping
1: candy candy Candy.
2: (laughs) Um, I looked down for a second here, and all of a sudden I looked up, and you guys were laughing. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> he feeds, She feeds him nuggets. And- she said
1: she feeds him, like, nougat and caramel and then mm-hmm. rubs his belly with a glitter sticks, but it's not working yet.
2: But it's not working. <laughs> no, it's not working. Um, the best part about this was after the leprechaun finally made him poop the candy yes. bar, uh, that she— Ate it. She, and shared it. She ate there you it. Go. <laughs> she ate it and didn't think twice about it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what was going on in her mind her? <laughs> like, what? It was a candy bar. It wasn't poop. It, right. To her, it was a, actually just a passage,
4: yes. a way to
2: pass a candy bar as if it was like a shelf. <laughs> <laughs> that was ridiculous. Um, and then we find out that, well, first of all, I I, I was the whole time thinking... You know what? Her pot of gold is not going to be what we think her pot
1: of gold is. Right? I was right. thinking she was actually going to give him like a, a pot toy of gold or something. Yes. Or like, Why
2: didn't we get to that point?
1: I was kind of bummed. I was
2: kind of bummed. Too. Why so, did they string us along so long? That joke. Why yeah. didn't they do that? Yeah. Why did they make Santana interrupt with her wish, and we never got to see what the pot of gold was? Yeah, I, I wanted,
1: I wanted the payoff to that joke.
4: I really did, Who, because you never know with with Brittany. It's
2: always she meant. Yeah, she's so I just want to know
1: what her, what she thinks. What she thinks,
4: and
2: and we think there's no way that. Meant sex. Of There's not. no way no. the pot of gold was her vagina. No, but this leprechaun was assuming it was. Mm-hmm. Right, and it, it kind of they dropped the ball. Like wh- I don't understand why they, they even included go. it in the episode, just as as a motivation for him to be doing stuff for her. I guess so. But- he
1: talked about when he was explaining it to Finn that he was still a virgin and he it. So I guess that was to sort of explain why he would be so motivated to do this weird thing for this silly girl who's obviously insane.
2: Yeah, but at the Finn. time, Finn had to know, because when the boy's explaining it, he's like, she said she's going to give me her pot of gold. Finn had to know, uh, you know, you're talking to Brittany. She doesn't <laughs> yes. know what the hell you mean. Yeah, She's not picking up on this sexual innuendo here. Mm-hmm. She's thinking she's going to hand you gold coins,
4: like Hanukkah galt or something. <laughs> right. like, I was so looking forward to that. It. I wanted
2: to see it. The, yeah. the Glee
4: writers, I don't know. I, I, I think
2: I feel like they forgot. forgot. Yeah. They blatantly just forgot. That was bizarre. Did she get... A, she didn't make it to a third wish, though. She didn't make the third you know? wish
1: because Santana made a wish.
4: Right. No, mm-hmm. her third wish didn't come true. He said it was something
2: about... Oh, yeah. um, to make
1: everyone happy with yes. her leaving the club. That's correct. Yeah, right. Yes. And
4: not everybody
2: was happy. She felt like everybody was heartbroken. Yes. Yeah. Which was very sad. Mm -hmm. Uh, So how about Santana during this? The only thing I could keep thinking about was, damn, that girl loves Britney. Yeah. Right? Yeah. (laughs) So what do we think about their relationship right now? And that they finally, in this episode, say, listen, we're dating.
1: Yeah. I loved it. It was sweet. And it was also, I mean, that scene in Breadsticks was also a little sad. When she's Mm. like, I want you to hold my hand. And then she was so uncomfortable and self-conscious and wanted it to be under the napkin. And it's like you for every step that Santana makes in accepting herself, there's so many more steps she has to take. Which I think is nice to see um, in comparison to like Kurt and Blaine who were just so easily able to come out and were fine. Um, It's nice to see this girl who's so confident in every other aspect of her life really struggle with something
2: is that because it's it's harder for a girl or is that why why is it because of her specifically or why is she struggling so much
1: i think it probably has to do i mean i'm presuming it's more like her specifically and she has this status of the hot girl in a conservative town who's not supposed to be who's not supposed to be gay and she's obviously she comes from um a hispanic background where that's Mm -hmm. always more heavily frowned upon than some others so I think that it's specific to that character, and I do. I think that's what's interesting is the dichotomy of this overly confident. Because in every other aspect, she's so brazen and she's so yeah. like take charge, but she just she can't right here. She's stuck. You know, yeah,
4: I think it's it's um it's it's all of that, and the fact that she she witnesses what Kurt went through, what he goes through too. You know, on top of on top of just her own personal struggles. Like it's not easy to just. Come out at a mm-hmm. an, at a very young age too. So yeah. it's, it's all of that.
2: I think that it's really hard to be the first person to come out, but it's almost harder to be the second because mm-hmm. you see what the first person goes through, mm-hmm. and then you have to willingly put yourself that in that that's place. Like the first person probably has high hopes. You know, it's it's incredibly difficult. I'm sure it must be almost impossible. Mm-hmm. But somewhere in your mind, you're thinking. Well, maybe it won't be that bad. But the second person to come out sees everything. Yes.
1: And, sees, yeah, the good and the bad. And, especially
2: because she was part of that uh, whole anti-bullying movement and mm-hmm. and sees all the bad stuff that's happening. So I do feel really bad for her. But it, it was so interesting to me the way that she dealt with the leprechaun situation. And I feel like she's grown so much as a person. And instead of just kind of uh, yelling at him or whatever, she's like, listen, I'm not going to tell... Brittany that you're not a leprechaun because I'm not gonna hurt Brittany. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so sweet like as, as opposed to in the past when she just is always thinking about herself and how to how to um, advance her own personal life, she really was thinking about somebody
4: else here and but she she's always loved Brittany. Yeah. That's Brittany's true. been the one person that she's looked out for since we started. Yeah, and that she won't leave the club without Brittany. Mm-mm. Yeah, and we said and we predicted that last um, the last time we were here. Yeah. yeah, we didn't
1: talk about that. That we didn't think she'd go unless Brittany would go with her, and mm-hmm. we thought Brittany wouldn't go. Right, right. But mm-hmm. since since Santana Witchford
2: for it on the Leprechaun, yeah. so and Finn messed that up. <laughs> I was gonna say. So then we see that Finn calls Brittany stupid, mm-hmm. and that kind of was the final straw for Brittany and and changing um, groups. Mm-hmm. So do we think that if he hadn't done that? She would have changed?
4: No, she's too loyal. Even
1: yeah, though
2: Leprechaun he, granted the
1: wish? I think that... Oh. even I think that if oh, Finn, yeah. had, if Finn <laughs> had been... If Finn had approached differently explaining <laughs> to her that Leprechauns don't exist
4: mm-hmm.
1: in a way that didn't make her feel stupid... Then she might have stayed and been like, okay, if she realized it wasn't real in a way that didn't put her down, but the fact that he put her down. It should have what, been like a poster board. Leprechauns don't exist, yeah. but you know what does family? And yeah. like <laughs> all this bright yeah. colors,
2: and but she would totally. He was so.
1: Na- nasty to her I think that's what pushed her way even more than the leprechaun thing mm-hmm.
2: people have to start to realize that the way to get through to Britney is to enter Britney's world mm-hmm. yes and that's what I think Santana's finally starting to understand mm-hmm. I will be with Britney by living in Britney's world and protecting her world because it's everything about her that I love okay? right which is awesome uh, do we feel like Britney's as into Santana
1: Oh, silence. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Uh, right. like, Rough day uh, for Santana. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I, I th- mm. think that Britney does love Santana. I think that love is a totally different thing for Britney, though. Yes. Yeah. I don't think that it means what Santana's love means. So I don't know that it's the same thing, but I don't think that Britney would ever hurt Santana. And I think that when she says she's with her... Right, and I think when she says she's with her, that she's with her. And I don't think that she'll, she would ever do anything to, like... Breaks into his heart. At
2: the same time, though, we kind of saw that she was not that she was hooking up with Rory, but she was kissing him on the cheek, and you think that was totally innocent. I yeah, mean, so. it How was.
1: Kind of, she thought he was a leper. She thought he was, <laughs> he just was a leper, yeah. kind of, and then
4: she was only one that could see him. Yeah,
1: that was awesome. But <laughs> um, was awesome. but
4: when they when they, that whole dating thing came up, she was like, you know, I told you if we're both single, then we'll mingle. It was kind of it wasn't like a, I want to be with you, but because of circumstance. Well, I'll right, be with well, you, because kind
1: of I think that yeah, I mean, in last season when the it was initially brought up that Santana was in love with her. She was with Artie, but Brittany is such a good person mm-hmm. that she's like, I'm not going to leave Artie even though I, I love you too, but I'm with him and I love him and I can't break his heart just because now you've realized you love me. And so I think that was what she was explaining this week was that I told you back then that if the time came when we were both single, we'd be together and now we are. So now I'm with you because yeah. I, I I'm not going to hurt anybody else to be with you. Where is Artie? I don't... That's what I was wondering was, wh- how did that fall apart? I don't remember Artie I don't and Oh my like, god. I, I literally up. just choked
2: on that. I was just going to say... Think, did he insult her or something? I don't know what happened. They, they, they completely left us in the dark. Like, what... All of a sudden, there are all these relationships, I mean, with Mercedes not being with... He called her stupid. He called her stupid, but then they were back together and he apologized? Do, am I... I don't. I don't think they ever got back together, did they? We need some. We need some fans to tweet right. at us. telling us, <laughs> in, if you're call, listening if yes. you remember, call us It happens to me on
1: 1729. shows sometimes.
2: Seventeen twenty nine. Sorry, I was cutting you off. Um, it happens to me on shows sometimes. I'll say something, and I'm like, "Did that happen?" And then later on, I'll get a tweet being like. No, or an email. No, that didn't happen. Here's what happened. I'm like, why didn't you call in? Make me look stupid on air. I don't right. care, but like, <laughs> correct me now. And yeah. then I yeah. come in next week. I'm like, sorry. Like, I, what, I have some, we're fans. We are fans of the show, and yes, we try to be experts as much as we can. But I can only I go back and rewatch these episodes a million times, but it's still confusing. There's so many characters. Well, so and, we, I mean,
1: we've just had a, like a, almost a month long break. Yeah, like, it's, well, these hiatus Speaking is of
3: a uh, caller, we have a fan calling in right oh, now. That's calling. Yeah. Awesome. Hey. What's your name? Where you? From? I am from North Carolina and I live in Washington, D.C. I am
2: from- What's your name?
3: Oh, my name is Rob.
2: Rob, nice hey. to have you calling. Hey, Rob. Are you calling yeah. because you want to tell us that we're such idiots and we don't know <laughs> what we're talking about right now? Uh, partially. Yeah. Okay, yeah. give it to us. What's but, um, going on? Beverly already did call her stupid. You right. Okay. But she
1: didn't forgive him.
4: Oh, she never forgave him. And so then they were
2: just yeah, over. Did.
1: Okay.
4: Did he sing a, he, he sang a song to her, right? It was like this whole big production and all the guys yeah, back him did. up. And yeah, and, and they made it seem like she going to forgive him, but at the end she didn't.
2: So how do you feel about Santana and Britney's new relationship?
3: I really like it. Uh, last year, whenever they did the whole... Uh, trio with um, that was like fantastic that was perfect oh, yeah. Um, yeah I love that part
2: yeah definitely so you, you see them going somewhere no heartbreak here um, I, really, I don't see it really going anywhere only because I think Britney is going to end up breaking up with Santana
1: okay really? what, what leads you to believe that Oof. She Santana's like you said before Santana's really into it and Britney's a little on the lighter side uh huh I think that, yeah, I think it's not going to work out. Okay.
2: Oh, wow. So sad. As long as Brittany's not getting her heart broken, though, because I can't deal with that.
4: (laughs) But Santana, like, I feel like... I know. Oh, she's and so strong to, have, to, to
2: it, have that happen. I totally agree. And, and I didn't put this in predictions because I, I'm not exactly sure about it because I've read different things. But supposedly Santana is coming out to her family relatively soon. Yeah,
1: I've read that as well. Wow.
2: What? Um, yeah. But I'm not exactly sure when. And in some sort of I kissed a girl scene, yeah, uh, she's coming out.
4: Yes. I'm so looking forward to that. So
2: we can we can look forward to that. Well, call it. Thank you so much for calling. I hope you call again you. next week to or any time that we're and, saying and
3: something me, wrong. We me you. Talk to you later.
2: <laughs> nice. nice job. to you. Okay. So moving on to a different set of people. The whole candidate situation uh, between Sue and Bert. Uh, what's going on here? I'm into this. Uh, I'm I'm into this. I'm feeling it. So now we've got. Sue Sue's corner and Bert's not corner, whatever he, whatever his rest of the town. Mm-hmm. And what's going on here? How long is this going to play out for? And we like the storyline. Why?
1: I like it because I I feel like Bert's the first person who I think he's he's rattled Sue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He he really put her in her place this week. Um, And he's forced her to up her game, which we saw at the end that she's coming at him with a whole new angle now, now that he's really shook her up. Um, So it's exciting. It's always exciting to see Sue um, put down a little bit because she's so domineering and she's so intense and Mm -hmm. she's so over the top. And it seems like she is almost this insurmountable obstacle. Like, you can never really beat (laughs) Sue Sylvester. Um, So it's so exciting to see somebody really stepping up to the plate who really <laughs> wants to take her down.
2: Does it bother you guys that every time we kind of think Sue's coming around,
1: that she, she does the 180? There. Yes. It bothers it you? It does, because it's it's sort of that thing, you know, you watch TV and you want characters that you like to grow and to become mm-hmm. different things, and so when you watch those moments where Sue has the lighter side when she's with her sister or these moments when she actually... Um, reflects on what she's doing and she sort of steps back they're great because you feel like that's real that's what people are really doing yeah, she's mm-hmm. not so much a cartoon anymore but she's a real person and then a couple weeks later when she's right back to where she was it sort of feels false and sort of feels like
2: like where we've been cheated
1: yeah what what yeah. was last week what, what was the point of that then just to appease us for an hour and then
2: that's exactly yeah. how i feel sue doesn't have an arc she's a circle Right. She yes. just goes and goes. All the time.
1: She's, a, she's basically... She's not so much a character as she's a plot device. She's put in when right. she's necessary, but there's no growth to her because they always pull her right back to the, the archetype villain that she is.
2: But could uh, Burt beating her be the thing that really keeps her down and changes who she is, do we think? No. no. I, I, don't I think, think she's going to always be a circle. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't think Glee... She's such a breakout... like The mm-hmm. character that Sue is and the way that people love that character... I don't think that Glee can ever let her change because there's that 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 element that would be missing. So it's like a it's like a mm-hmm. double-edged sword. It's like you want her to grow because that's what people should do, but at the same time she's funny and you want that snark and that would go totally. away. So it's it's hard. It's like a hard thing to to, yeah. to, to judge. What would Glee be without Sue's
4: Jokes. It's, it's there
1: are some episodes when Sue is not involved that you almost don't miss her sometimes because you're like, oh, she's so uninvolved with everything that's going on. Where well, there are episodes, well, you don't think about, not-
2: about her. You mean right? You think about she's it, not
1: know. around, and you're like, oh, I didn't realize Sue wasn't there mm-hmm. because she's really no part unless she's just coming around and being nasty. So it's, it's and flipping over pianos and them on fire.
3: Well, another thing about Sue's character that I've kind of been thinking about is. Lee almost, in the sense, has written this almost to the point of a Dr. Seuss book. Uh, If you look at How the Grinch Stole Christmas, it wasn't hard to get the Grinch's character to fully arc and turn. You know, it was one simple thing, and I think that that's... We've seen glimpses of it within Sue, but um, I think it's almost so easy to... So we see how it will... You know, we see uh, with Sue's sister and... Mm -hmm. um, there are ways of... Of softening her. Softening her. Right. And I think that in the end, when Glee is almost over, there will be a full arc. It won't just be a circle. Right. But it's like, uh, like I said, Dr. Seuss, there's always going to be a story, but we keep throwing the Grinch in there because we need that character right. to cause some right. sort of... Right, exactly. Yeah. And
1: I do think that the only way that Sue can if she softens to remain that way, is for the show to introduce a new villain who is a constant villain. Exactly. Because to if replace the sh- her.
2: Definitely, because if the show just ends, if the way it ends is with Sue being better and then the show ends the final episode of all Glee shows, I won't feel confident that she's going to stay that way because of her history. <laughs> of course, you just assume in your head, oh, and then a week from now it'll be different. But it was, it was really interesting to me that I kind of... I didn't want to understand where she was coming from, but in this week's episode, I did in for a second. When she came in and she said, do you guys know that the first thing that gets cut is special needs program? Right. Mm-hmm. And we don't have one of them at this school. That's a completely valid it's, it's completely point. Completely it is. Valid. That's completely valid. But it, it wasn't, wasn't just her, her crap. Ar- right. like she but scared. that
1: wasn't her argument until she was forced to have one. Yes. So it was sort of a thing. It was like when she started this, that wasn't her argument. But she clearly, it's totally valid. But she didn't need it until she needed it
2: but that being said she does have a special connection with special needs exactly Mm -hmm. so I do think that that we could see a lot of emotions playing into there and that it really is a good angle to go from it is Uh, but it makes me annoyed as a viewer because now I'm rooting for now I'm rooting for arts over special needs like I don't want (laughs) to feel like the villain no
4: you're rooting for for Bert that well I'm assuming that you're rooting for Bert but you're rooting for for Bert that wants um, that wants everyone to win like he, yeah, but not everyone can win. It's just the way it is. There's right. not an endless supply of money. No, but if but Sue is using what uh, two thousand dollars or four thousand dollars a month on pom yes, poms, everyone can win. You can, I you don't understand though. That. Is cheerleading not part of the arts? It's part of
1: that's the, sports. Part of the sports. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, because okay, not where I come from. It's more <laughs> more of an artsy, dancing movement than uh, a <laughs> athletic. I don't know. Anyway, though. Okay, so she is in the wrong totally well, stolen? Well,
1: here's the thing. If Help me out. I, I, I get where Mia's coming from that she, her, cheerio, her Cheerios budget can be scaled back to both accommodate the arts, mm-hmm. and special needs. But if, as the end of this episode alluded to, that now Sue's argument is going to be that Money needs to go towards special needs instead of the arts because the arts are taking it. Then that's sort of where you're choosing, like, okay, do I want special needs or do I want the arts? Because it seems like that's the argument that's going to be put between us now. Definitely. And I think that's what, I think that's the point of it because now you're sort of like, okay, now who do I root for? Because both of those things are so necessary. That's what
2: I'm saying. And and I think think this is a really good thing because it happens in school systems all the time where you run out of money and you have a certain amount of money and you you have to choose how you deviate it and that sucks how can you take away from art how can you take away from special needs they're two very necessary places and um, most of the country I think would
4: I actually don't know how, how do we think most people would argue I'm like this? don't let me get started in this because my argument to all of these things because I've, I'm i a public school education girl like that's yeah, same. all the way up until I went to college and I went to a private school and um in my opinion, always with healthcare and everything else, a lot of a lot of problems can be solved if we start taxing all those billionaires that exist—the the one the percent or the two percent in the world that has all this wealth—if their taxes just raise from fifteen percent to what what is ours thirty five, just like everyone else right. is being taxed, that will free up a lot of money that can go and help a lot of right schools I, programs etc.
1: I I think though what's interesting is my um, my mom has worked for school districts for years and years, and I also oh, as a teacher. Um, no, she works like at the district offices. Oh, okay. But I actually, special needs, special education, I think is actually funding that can't be cut when there's budget issues. So I think that Glee's taking some liberties because that's like protected. No, I like, know that
2: that's like, um, special
1: education. I think is f- firmly protected.
2: No, I know that at my at my high school they just cut ten of the special education teachers because we had budget cuts. Ten really? of them gone. Wow. But that's in Massachusetts, so I don't know what it's like in other states, but I don't I don't think it's countrywide. I think it goes by even uh, usually that's- school district.
1: Things like the arts will go before special education. Yeah, yeah. they cut more
2: arts teachers, yeah. but they cut across the board. And, I mean, when you have to make cuts, it, it's hard. It's hard yeah. to choose. But, okay. and then <laughs> then of like our government is like, "Well, <laughs> This is glee, guys. we got we to gotta be smiling here. Let, let's move to a more sexy, romantic part of the show. Yes. Or possibly vile. Kind of creepy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Upwork. we have this whole Puck Shelby incident, but before we get there, we have the Quinn Puck planting of the um, bad objects for right. child Beth, wanting to get um, people take, to come take in take there away. and death, Beth services. taken away, social <laughs> services to come in and take Beth away so that they can have her in your dreams. But okay, whatever so, <laughs> What what do we think? I'm. I think that we all were sitting here what the hell's Quinn doing? What is she doing? And then finally she gives this kind of monologue to uh, Puck saying, Listen, everybody else is gonna get out of this town. If this is the last thing I do, if this is the last thing I have, I will get my daughter back and that will be my
4: life. Right. But how do you feel? She keeps saying this, like that was how that was her wanting to hold on to Finn, you know, everyone's gonna do this, me and you aren't going anywhere. Let's be homecoming yeah. king and queen right. and this is our lives, blah 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 blah. Quinn needs to figure out you know,
1: Quinn is a 17-year-old girl that needs to grow up. <laughs> yeah. Is the problem with Quinn. I mean, at this point, I'm beyond, like, irritated with the character. Yeah, beyond. Like, she is... I feel like this is, like, indefensible. Mm-hmm. Like, the no monologue made up for what she tried to do to Shelby.
2: A hundred percent. It was... I felt like they put it in there to try to have us empathize, sympathize right. with her, and I but was sitting point, there we've thinking... We've heard
1: the argument so many mm-mm. times from her in so many different ways to try and make what she's done um sort of acceptable. Yeah. That's her fallback argument. I don't have anything and you have things. So yeah. mm-hmm. don't 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 go so hard on me. She's acting like a baby and she really needs to grow up and I think that that's what I want to see this season out of Quinn is finally accept responsibility. Like, mm-hmm. you had a kid, you didn't want it, you gave it up. Sorry, like, you chose... That's your choice, and you made it. Now you have to deal with so it. So
2: where do you want her to see her go, though? Specifically, like, you want her to get a job? Do you want her to move I want move her out to account? figure out
1: some direction that doesn't involve ruining other people's lives. Yeah. Whatever at- direction that is. But everything that she has thought will be her direction is at the expense of somebody else, which mm-hmm. is not a mature thing for any person to do right and so i think right now what i want to see this season is for her to accept a little responsibility and become mature and find something that's hers without having to take it from somebody else because that's all she does for Mm -hmm. her for her to be okay it's for somebody else to not be 100 percent. yeah i want
4: i agree with everything you're saying um but i also want a moment where where she where she finally um, faces whatever it is that's triggering this. Yeah,
1: there's something there there's, that I don't yeah. think any of us know yet. And I, I mean, I, and
4: I, and I might not what, what, what it goes back to whether it's her family, uh, her you know, her childhood being the fat kid with glasses. Right. Like, I'm I'm really curious. We do know a little bit about her history, like what you just mentioned, and with
2: her family getting kicked out of her house, what kind of Christian background she mm-hmm. comes from, uh, but not enough so that we can say, oh, this is justifiable, or, right. oh, I feel like you've dealt with this and you can move on. Right. So I totally agree with that. But anyway, so she goes to plan all this stuff, Puck kind of goes along with it, but then, after talking to Shelby, and Shelby recommending him for this job, right. and whatever mm-hmm. it is, has a change of heart, goes to visit her at the apartment, starts stashing all the things that uh, social services could conceive That's as fucking. bad, and um, then they have this moment and they kiss. Right. For me, it all happened very fast. Right. Before, there wasn't much of a lead up.
1: <laughs> Before the kiss, I was like, "Oh, this is great. Puck is showing some maturity. Yes. He's like, he's becoming an adult. He's not playing these games anymore. He realizes how wrong this is, mm-hmm. and he's he's stopping it. He's not going to let Quinn go ahead with this. And then this creepy, flirty thing goes on, and then I'm pulled back. The only thing
2: that kind of foreshadowed it a little for me was the cougar monologue. Yeah, That I actually originally thought was a commercial and then (laughs) for like some pool thing and I was like, oh yeah, this is Puck. We haven't seen this Puck in a really long time. With his sprayed Uh, on abs. Yeah, with his sprayed on abs. (laughs) Any any comment on that? I don't know. Uh, You're still hot in my book though. Anyway, so we, we see this cougar monologue and I'm like well I know in last week we saw scenes from next week where they they're look a little they're, they're mm-hmm. holding hands but I, it wasn't enough for me it wasn't enough of a build up it wasn't realistic enough I needed another episode yes another episode of them flirting to see the kiss yeah Yeah, and
4: it I needed a more of fast yeah I needed more of, of Puck being you know the man of the house that she was, that she was missing
2: yeah well,
1: he just came and sang a song and she's yeah. like oh
2: exactly <laughs> Were there any fans out there that that we think were watching this and were like, yeah, that's a good idea?
1: I would hope not.
2: <laughs> would, like, seriously. damn, yes, okay. that would make a good couple. I well,
1: I mean, the only thing that I can say also is, you know, last the last episode when we were together before the break... There was that moment when he came to the house when he wanted to... Um, there was a little foreshadowing last time because you remember when she wanted them to be able to spend time with her, but they had to do it on Shelby's terms. Mm-hmm. And Puck actually came
3: oh, and right. was there
1: and there was some glances between the two of them then. So I guess that was sort of... But having three weeks in between, it, it, uh, yeah. all of that was You lost it. You lost it. You up lost it. Lost. Exactly.
2: I don't think that Glee took into account the three-week hiatus. Yeah. Because yes. I... Okay. There was a lot of stuff. I feel like if I had watched these episodes back to back,
1: it would have felt more not as quick realistic and, as and
2: more yeah. yeah more flowy. But instead, yeah. it was all this abrupt crap that I was like, "Whoa, what's going on?" And yeah. then I look down, I look up, and they're making out. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. When Fox
1: has the World Series and that and that airs because we lose momentum on everything. Yeah,
2: and- it's true. It's true. Okay, so I think uh, we can move on to the final, this big finale of New Directions verse. The treble tones. Yeah. Yes. How do we feel about the name?
1: I like the name. I thought I love it, it was it was it was clever. It's yeah. a cute, based on the treble tone, the treble clef.
2: Uh, before we get to treble tones, we hear um, free beer. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, what were the hot other? Messes. Hot, hot, bitches. Hot, hot, bitches. Bitches. hot Messes. Hot Bitches. Messes, messes, hot Bitches. Hot messes. messes. Hot Bitches. And Free Beer. Yeah. Free All three <laughs> valid names. I don't know. I could have picked any of those over yeah. Trouble Tones.
1: Now presenting Free Beer. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: Now, everybody, that would get a crowd. Yeah. If you just hung posters <laughs> Friday free night, free beer, free beer. <laughs> beer. <laughs> no, you don't put it the come see, it's just yeah. a big free beer thing. That's awesome. <laughs> no, okay, but we see a couple songs from them. All right, no, we see just that one, one song, That one. one song, which was killer.
1: Great. Yeah. Um, it was I so good. What my my a threesome that is. was. Yes. Yeah.
2: So what do we think about this girl, Sugar? Is yeah. she going to end up being able to sing? No. No. No.
1: No. But I loved that Santana finally put her in her place because, yes. yeah. you know, since we've been introduced to Sugar, she was very, obviously meant to be annoying, but I think she was almost too annoying to the point of where it wasn't that funny. And you're like, okay, this girl is just beyond awful and I don't really want to watch her on mm-hmm. TV. Yeah. <laughs> but finally to see Santana come in and put her in her place and be like, look, you're not good. You're not going to run this just because you have money. Step back. I was like, okay, thank you. And the
2: girl's <laughs> like, I just want to be on a winning team. And yes. and it's like, Okay. I understand that. Now shut up and, and sing quietly in the back and nod yeah. your head. So Maybe
4: she can dance.
1: She, I mean, she danced yeah, all she right. Danced. Maybe, yeah, she danced. Yeah, but maybe the, she's like a,
4: a mic. I can't even really watch her. I was so focused on the trio. I'm really excited they
1: about They looked
2: them. hot. <laughs> yeah. That was some serious hot bitches, hot messes, free beer shit going on there. I was into it. So we're going to see more of that. Um, yeah, yes, I'm I really excited. hope so. How, would they, how do they pull other girls in? I don't really want them to. And why is it an all-girls?
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know why Shelby decided, why they decided. Because I think that was Miss Corcoran, that was Shelby's idea, was to do an all-girls choir. Was or it? maybe that was just because Sugar was the only girl, so they were calling it an all-girls. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. We have
2: one number and it's yeah, a girl, so yeah. it's an all-girls choir. <laughs> I,
1: um, I was confused where those other three dancers came from when there was nobody else in the group. Oh, but
4: they do that they all the fighting. time with the regular
1: Glee yeah, they don't. These. They
4: never address the band members
2: I mean, and the dancers. Or the fact
1: that all of a sudden the Cheerios are dancing with them. And yeah, like, yes. oh they like them In the football no. players. Yeah, <laughs> all of a sudden it's like okay. But I'm I'm excited about them, and I'm excited to see. It was exciting when Finn and Will and Mr. Shu were in there, and they realized that this is actually some serious competition. Yes. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And besides, uh, last Friday night. Which was another good song we heard. This was the only other song that really got us going, and we were like bobbing yeah. our heads, singing yeah. along. Well, I did. I really did appreciate Puck's song. Um, yeah, foreigner. Didn't, yeah, been waiting it was, for a ghost. Yeah, it I thought it was, it was nice. totally sweet. But I mean, these songs were upbeat and, yes. and got us grooving. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't bobbing my head to Puck's song. So, oh no. No, no. I thought it was sweet. Just to, uh, as a complete side note about the last Friday night song. I was really disappointed that they stuck the song in somewhere that there was no party or, or anything. There was that-
1: no party, and there was like no actual choreography. Like yeah. I wanted that to be more of a production when mm-hmm. I heard that, that they were gonna do that. I
2: either wanted it to be more of a production or more candid at. At, they, somebody's at somebody's party, a house party. Yeah. I, when I heard they were doing that song, I was like, "Great, we're gonna get some glee drinking again." Who's <laughs> having the party? Because we we saw one of those, and a they little they bit. More. Come yeah. on, what's what's the deal with yeah. the anti partying? Uh, but I think that pretty much covers the episode, and we can uh, skip to a commercial, and then we can go into our news and gossip, which we have a lot of this week.
4: Yes, sounds good
0: the biggest new media platform on the web just got bigger more bandwidth, smoother streaming lightning fast download. and get technical with me AfterBuzz TV is making the jump to hyperspace join the fun at your number one source for after show entertainment look at the size of that thing AfterBuzz TV
2: <laughs> okay DJ Jesse Janity hey
3: Oh, he oh. just wanted to say hi to you
2: guys. I <laughs> okay. well, Appreciate okay. it. <laughs>
3: he, lo- he loves you guys. <laughs> All right, so let's get into some news and gossip. Let's do it. Woo-hoo. Okay. After bus, TV
0: News.
3: Alright, so is Taylor Lautner dating Glee star Diana Agron? Oh, That is the latest rumor going around the net. Twilight's Taylor Lautner was seen on what appeared to be a date with Diana last weekend in Venice, California. According to reports, they talked through the whole date and seemed to be very friendly with each other. Afterwards, they both signed autographs for fans who noticed their presence in the restaurant. There have also been reports, however, that they were not alone during dinner. According to reporters, they were accompanied by what appeared to be agents. So were they on a date with bodyguards present, or were they talking business? No one knows for sure at this time. According to Hollywood Life Source, the two had some chemistry, even if they weren't on an official date. They seemed to have great chemistry. I think they would be an amazing on-screen couple, and said Hollywood Life Source. Isn't she a little old for him? How old is she in comparison to him?
2: Uh, I, probably a five-year gap, maybe. Mm-hmm. Really?
3: That's
1: interesting. Maybe not. It's interesting. I think she, cause she's, I think she's like twenty-four. 20, uh, like, how old is he? I think he's like. Is he 21 yet? Even no, though? I was
2: gonna. I was gonna say I think she's a little older than that. I think she's 20, 26. Oh, sure. I don't know. I don't know. That, but maybe the there's less thing. than that. Um, <laughs> either way, they're good looking. They, they are. I, I'm telling you, I have this really weird thing with I need people of the same hair color to be with a person of the same hair color. <laughs> what? Oh, it's yeah, like a bizarre thing. It. I've said it before. Like <laughs> I need. Like I, it's a really weird thing. Like I don't care about. Religion or skin color or height or whatever when I'm matching people up,
3: so they gotta have the same hair color. Blonde. All right. <laughs> it's a wow, weird thing. that is
4: very interesting.
1: I
3: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so <laughs>
4: bizarre.
2: That. Wait until I have my first blonde boyfriend. You guys will all throw it in my face. <laughs> yes, absolutely.
3: <laughs> On Saturday, October 29th, Matthew Morrison hosted his second annual Bing Halloween bash at LA's hotspot. Voyeur. Matthew, who is dressed as Roger Rabbit, along with girlfriend model Renee Puente, dressed as Jessica Rabbit. So Was Also celebrating mm-hmm. his 33rd birthday with the, his Glee castmates Diana Agron, Mark Salling, Darren Criss, Kevin McHale, Harry Shum Jr., Naya Rivera, Jenna Ushkowitz, R- Amber Riley, and Chris Colford.
2: Does this mean they're all friends, do you think?
3: I think that Probably. they are. I think
1: they're all pretty friendly, besides like. Liam <laughs> <laughs> um, show,
2: you got to look up pictures to this because they looked damn good. Yeah, yeah. Jessica Rabbit, that's a sexy costume. I'm coming for you next year. <laughs> <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. I'll I've right got 306.
2: To- You'll be Roger right, Rabbit. Oh, yeah! <laughs> there we go. Boom. <laughs>
3: All right. Uh, earlier this season, we learned that Chris Colfer and Darren Chris on-screen romance, was heading into some trouble once the boys returned to Delton Academy for a visit. While the prospect of seeing the Warblers again gave us delightful tingles, we learned that there is a new boy in a, a blue blazer who has eyes for Blaine Anderson on first glance and is ready to fight to nab him away from Kurt's loving arms. Oh. Meet Grant Gustin, the handsome young man who will p- make a play for Blaine's affection as Dalton Academy warbler Sebastian. Uh-oh. He is
2: cute. He is yeah, cute. Yeah, I saw a picture. Um, wah, wah.
1: What, yeah. do, what do we do? I don't know. How do we
2: protect
4: Kurt? I, I, I have faith in their relationship, but I am looking forward to see the, the tension. Yes. Yeah, they do need they need to
2: mix it up a little bit because there hasn't been any drama there so no. far. Yeah. Okay, so this is something that we want to happen, but then we want it to be killed. Yes. yes. Okay. And I'm also Happy excited ending. to see
1: some more Warbler music. Oh, me they too. So they rock it. Yeah. And i am kind of bummed that that
3: was taken away. And they got so. some
2: hot guys there. Mm, hot <laughs> <eye> candy. Mm. <laughs>
3: So the father of... A little sad note. The father of Glee star, Uh. Sharice Pempengo, who plays Sunshine, has been stabbed to death with an ice pick at a grocery store in the Philippines. Ricky Pempengo was reportedly drunk on Monday night when he brushed up against another man while shopping in San Pedro. The man became very angry and stabbed the 40-year-old in the back and chest. He died at the scene, the Daily Mail reports. The 19-year-old television star took to her Twitter to thank fans for their support and apologized for pulling out for the upcoming concert in Singapore. She also tweeted about how much she cared for her father, even though they had a strange relationship. I loved him, and I will still love him. He's still my dad, after all. That's awful. Yeah. I, I
1: just so randomly tragic because yeah. I read that they didn't know like there was no like history between these two men. They didn't know each other, there was yeah. nothing. He just touched him and the guy went nuts and stabbed him to death. Like with a uh, what's to say with an ice With an ice, ice cake? cake in a grocery store?
3: Like, That's what? like the scariest reality. Like, yeah, like there are yeah. just crazy people. There are just crazy nuts.
2: people out there. And this poor girl who probably now is sitting there being like, Well, I wish I had called my you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It yeah. sucks so when awful. you don't have that close of a relationship even and maybe she hadn't talked to him for a while and now it's just that's horrible. That's horrible.
1: That was really sad.
2: Sad. Very sad. We're sorry here at After TV. Spoiler alert!
1: Spoiler
3: alert!
4: Spoiler alert! (laughs) Spoiler alert! I will always love this.
3: (laughs) All right. In an interview with TV guy Jane Lynch has revealed the secret of why her character on Glee, Sue Sylvester, is so opposed to the Glee Club, the musical theater in general. According to the interview, the background to Sue Sylvester's distaste for musical theater musical theater will be revealed in a flashback on the upcoming November 15th episode. Uh-huh. During the show the Glee Club Oh excuse me. During, the Glee Club will be performing their West Side story show it is then that sylvester reveals that at one time she too had broadway dreams of her own Mm. the episode will then flash back to a time when sue was a 16 year old belter in high school who was performing the title song from the musical oklahoma unfortunately for sylvester her dreams were quickly crushed when a cruel critic gave her a negative review her little heart was broken, Lynch says in an interview, and Will tells Sue, "Poor little Susie Sylvester was told she wasn't good enough, and now she's going to punish the whole world." Like a lot of angry people out there, Sue's a wannabe. Oh,
2: oh. interesting. Because you, I guess you never know why somebody's such a bitch. <laughs> right, right, right. To put it nicely, uh, yeah, I could see that. So, what, what was it, November fifteenth? Yes. yes. Yeah.
1: So two weeks.
2: I'm looking forward to seeing a low 16-year-old suit. So. They've already <laughs> cast her obviously. I mean, they already announced her name though, so I want to go look at I would just love
1: up. if it was actually Jane Lynch yeah. in oh. a long wig. Oh, <laughs> yes, 16-year-old that would have been freaking that. awesome. Thanks. Little pigtails. <laughs> right? yeah. in Yeah. Oklahoma. That's Still, awesome. like giant yeah. tall as Jane yes. Lynch is. I wish
2: That'd they did that. Spoiler
1: alert.
3: Spoiler alert. That's spoiler. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right, so Leah Michelle and Corey Monteiths are going all the way, and Leah spilled um. all about their sexy scenes this weekend. They were definitely hot, but not in the way you were probably thinking. He was sweating so much, (laughs) Leah said. I was so grossed out. So what got Corey so hot and bothered? They had to shoot the sex scenes in front of a fireplace. Oh, my God. It was way awkward. I adore Corey. He's like my brother. And to have to do some of the stuff we did in front of our entire crew, it's so less sexy than you think. (laughs) She said, really, we were in a room with like 20 people sitting around us by the fireplace. But Leah says she's happy with the results of their racy shoot and that her character's losing her virginity. Has been a long time coming. Mm. I saw some photos and I was like, damn, we look good. (laughs) As a fan of the show, it's something I wanted to see for a while. And it's very interesting how everything plays out.
2: Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, let's just hope that while we're watching, we're not thinking in our heads Ew, how sweaty
3: he how is. Sweaty. No. Yes. <laughs> oh,
2: super gross. Uh, I just want I want to love that scene and mm. now I, we might have spoiled it for everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry guys. Maybe I'll not include information like that in the future anymore. <laughs> oh. And as that? news and gossip
3: mm. for GUI Awesome. The week of November first, two thousand eleven.
2: Some good ones. Yeah. Really good.
4: Now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. It still gets
2: me. (laughs) You you love the spooky. Well, it is Halloween right now, so it's fitting. Mm -hmm. It's just the rest of the year when we have music like that (laughs) that I wonder, why are we trying to scare everybody so much? (laughs) Um, Okay, so I guess predictions can be a scary thing. Mm -hmm. I think we kind of predicted a lot through the show by accident because (laughs) we always do that. But um, a couple things that we see we just talked about um, in News and Gossip. Rachel and Finn, sexy time. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh Blaine and Kurt, maybe sexy, time, sexy time. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh the the scenes from next week kept saying, Are you ready? Yeah. Are yeah. You, and we see um Finn turn to Rachel while he's on top of her and say, Why now? Awkward moment. So to why now? Accept, but yeah. yeah. For, first of all, if any guy asked me that I'd be like, Oh you're right, why now? Toss it off for me. <laughs> 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 but why why now? What what is time about this? Are they in a competition? Does one need to lose it before the other? Right.
1: I mean, they've. It's what's so interesting to me is it sort of almost mirrors that episode in season one where there was like three couples who all were about to lose their virginity. Yeah. Where you had um, Finn with Santana, and Rachel with Jesse, and um, Will with uh, Um, Miss. Emma um, with Emma. Emma. Um so it's interesting that we're we're back there again where it's multiple couples and, on the verge of losing their virgin. And I think oh. when
2: remember when Rachel almost slept with Puck and then there was somebody I think there was yeah, another couple. Yeah.
1: But there was that episode because it was it was the Madonna episode um in season one when they all sang like a virgin. The, yeah, and yeah, Puck yeah. was the only one who actually went through with it. Rachel and Emma didn't. Um, but so I do I think it's interesting that it's sort of mirroring that um, I think, though, now that they're seniors, it's a little more timely. I think it's realistic yeah. that um, a lot of teenagers in their senior year grapple with whether to lose their virginity or not. Mm-hmm. I think it's a realistic... Prior to
2: college, you mean? Right. Mm-hmm. I
1: think it's a realistic time frame. Um, I, I I like to see that what, um, addressed and that Glee's not avoiding the fact that that actually happens in the yeah. real world and to sugarcoat it because some parents freak out when their kids see people on tv losing their virginity yeah
2: definitely Um, i I think
1: i'm excited i think it's realistic and it's it'll be interesting to see where it goes
2: mm -hmm. yeah i was just trying to remember what you were talking about and i actually remember it was it was rachel who said she lost her virginity and then um finn who said he He, didn't but he actually did santana i don't want
1: anyone to know
2: Right. right. So yeah, I, I sorry, that was just a side note, but I I also think that it is a very realistic time. A lot of people just because it's when their bodies are ready and a lot of people because they're thinking, "Oh my god, I'm going to college and I can't be a virgin." And um or or maybe I'm going to college and he's not. Yeah. And he's not mm-hmm. and I and this is the right person and this is the only time. So well, in the case
1: I think of like Blaine and Kurt, they've been together for a while now and they're in love and I think that it's just a natural step that People who are in love take. What about Rachel and Finn? That one I think is (laughs) less. Their love is silly to me sometimes (laughs) because they're both just so silly. But Mm -hmm. silly love's not a bad thing. No, No, it's
2: not. It's not. Okay, so we're not in disapproval of either of these things. No, no, not at all. So what else are we seeing next week? Any other predictions um, with the whole? Puck and um, Shelby's situation
1: has to be addressed. Yeah, they it has cannot seen... ignore that. After that's how we basically end the episode, seeing that kiss.
2: It, is the next thing we see her
1: slapping him in the face, or is the next thing we see them in bed together? I'm, I I hope not, because obviously this is going to destroy Shelby's life. Yes, if this will. I mean, there's no way. She's a teacher at the school. Mm-hmm. he's a student. I don't I know that Puck is 18, but still like she she'll lose her job no matter what because he's a student. Do there. we
2: feel like maybe somehow Quinn planted a camera there or something? Oh and or something?
1: I hope not, but I think I that Quinn not. I don't think Quinn has a camera there, but I could see him telling Quinn stupidly and mm-hmm. Quinn using it.
4: yes, yeah. the, and that was the, as soon as they kissed, all I could think about was, I was yeah. uh, uh they're going to lose a bed.
1: Yeah. Well, Beth, sh- and she's going
4: to but it's possible.
1: Yeah. And beyond that, she's the coach of our new favorite Trouble Tones, who oh. will have to be broken up <laughs> if she gets fired. I don't And we'll lose all of that tension too. So I'm i I'm scared for where this I'm is scared. going.
2: Yeah. And and with as far as Trouble Tones and New Directions go, are we merging back into one or are we splitting for good? And by for good, I mean for a few episodes.
1: <laughs> I think for a few episodes yes. we split. I for don't think. Few. I think by seasons end, the, it'll definitely be back to new directions because I don't think Shelby's going to be around for very long.
2: Okay. And long term predictions, we've got two elections still going on. Um, what do we What do we think? Probert. <laughs>
1: I'm excited to see more of that. I want to see this Bert and Sue thing.
2: Mm-hmm. And are we over it's the school
1: good. election? I'm not over because we barely even saw it. Yeah, it's yeah this, we didn't really see it yeah.
2: this Uh How about as far as Artie and, just to be as racist as the show, the Asians go, um, <laughs> What what's going on? Are we going to see
1: it, anything? They were really relegated to the sidelines this week. I really mean, relegated, yeah. I mean, Mike got so much attention before the break. That's true. Um, which I think is maybe it wouldn't have felt so weird if this episode had come right after that again going back to how we waited for three weeks mm-hmm. and so we f- almost forgot what, what happened last time
4: already mm-hmm. too because he was the whole you know casting director they were main
1: yeah. plot points of last the last episode so it in if we watched them together it would have made sense but this week it felt jarring because they just mm-hmm. weren't there at all almost okay. um, but I do think they'll be I mean now that the musical's back on they'll both be back in the fray because the musical's going to have to happen and Artie and Mike are both so involved in that. So they'll be back.
2: What songs do we even have left from this musical? From the musical? I, I can't even think of... Well, Maria.
1: I, no one's actually yeah. sung Maria oh, yeah. yet. Oh, that's Tonight, true. They talked about it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. So we've got a couple. We can yeah. still say West Side Story is so good. It I, is so good. There's probably a lot of people out there getting sick of it, but luckily
4: I love the musical. It's so. a classic. Okay, so um, uh, anybody other predictions? Oh, I don't have any predictions per se. I just want to say I want glee to go back to more songs. I want uh you know, more,
1: more songs at the top of the show. Yes,
4: yes. like the first 17 minutes in. without a song. That, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah.
4: And I want more um, more solos from you know the Glee cast. the The new guy got two songs this episode. I was pissed
2: that Santana didn't get a solo this episode. The whole Me too. thing was about the whole
1: point to... of her was to get one, and then in Candyman she didn't even ha- she didn't have a, a solo. solo. No,
2: and Mercedes we have seen Mercedes and in so many solos. Mm-hmm. Right, even though I love her in solos, I wanted Mercedes to have one too. I just why did this new guy
1: get two solos and
2: Santana didn't get one? Exactly. What the hell happened there? I would love to see another solo
1: by her. So are we predicting we're going to or are we just hoping that I hope so, or else it's a silly plot point for her to be so upset about. I agree.
2: (laughs) Anything from Emma?
1: Oh, oh, Emma.
2: <laughs> oh Emma oh Emma and oh, I think Emma. that's going to wrap up the show yeah. <laughs> okay that's about all predictions take us out of here Jesse thank you very much
4: Thank you. and
2: thank you to our caller anybody who wants to call in next week absolutely do thank so you, we would love to hear from you guys
1: remember we um, go live at 9pm east or western
2: western pacific <laughs> 12 pacific That's something like that pacific yeah. that's what it's I always say eastern Standard because I'm from the east coast right. but that's not what it is I so know. yeah or usually we're like two minutes late but no more than that. so <laughs> watch us next week call in uh, and let us know what you guys are thinking yeah see you then see ya